and then I'll do, and then I'll do that, right? Right. <laughs> and then what do I do, Tess? Do you remember? No. I I hit the button and the music oh, okay. plays. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Forgotten how to dance Hey there, everyone. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, tuning your podcast radio into uh, our podcast, which is called uh, Same Team Meal. Uh, my name's Leaf. My name is Tess. And our podcast is all about how, even though we may have different opinions, perspectives, and worldviews, we're all on the same team. And uh, you know what? We're just two librarians just trying to trying to make our way in the world. Um, anyone listening is a regular listener uh thanks for tuning in every week for the past six months hoping for a new episode uh we just took a little break and uh we're back right but i mean if you are a long time legacy listener of same team y'all then you know we take breaks sometimes and Mm -hmm. then surprise we come back (laughs) then we come back you know we uh sometimes we take a break and we kind of like uh you know like just kind of stare at the the ocean and uh just like rub our hands all over just a, a luscious trunk of a tree and and then we uh and then we come back we put ourselves back together and uh and uh and that's what we do um if we have any new listeners thanks so much for joining us uh you're gonna you get the feel for this podcast soon tess and i used to live close to each other we don't anymore so this is our only chance to really get to talk so sometimes we're i guess i was gonna say sometimes we're on topic and sometimes we're not but I guess in a way it's all on topic. Right. 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 Generally, we like to talk about stuff that we love Uh, because we feel that focusing on things that we love is better than focusing on things that we don't love as much. mm -hmm, (laughs) Focusing mm -hmm. on positive things as much as we can. And then we, uh, oh, we tell stories. We sell tales from the library. Um, Hopefully hopefully uplifting stories from our uh places of work because we're both librarians we share life lessons that we've learned and uh we start every podcast off with a inspirational quote and leaf it was your turn to find an inspirational quote and i i bet that you have a really good one i only had six months to find a good quote um i've been rushing I was like, I was like, I got six months to find this quote. So let me, let me just, I'm not going to put it off. Don't worry. And, uh, and don't worry. I've got one here. Um, Real quick. How's, how do I sound? Do I sound too loud? Do I sound good? Too sexual? Too, too sexy? You sound, you sound just the right amount of sex. <laughs> just, just not too much it's that i um, don't want it to be too much that might intimidate the listeners yeah yeah like, it's right there in the sweet spot <laughs> uh well today's quote it's from uh so this guy um we've talked about before on the podcast um i have no clue dear listeners um what number podcasts we're on or what episode we discuss this particular person 
Um, but there was an episode where, as a stuff I was loving, I was discussing a book called, let's see if I have this here, and you you tell me, Tess, if this triggers your memory. Um, Nonviolent Communication, colon, A Language of Life, by the author, clinical psychologist Marshall B. Rosenberg. Does that sound familiar at all? It does sound um, familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that this is episode 73 of our oh podcast. God. 73? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> um, anyway, um, for anyone who's wondering, who's this guy and what is nonviolent communication? Essentially, um, he coined the phrase nonviolent communication. It's a part of his uh, a way to communicate with people in a way that um uh that kind of so if you're a new listener you know we're all about that non-judgment lifestyle it's a way of being able to communicate with people um by going looking past your internal biases and also trying to communicate without any of your baggages anyway uh our old buddy marshall b rosenberg has this quote to say All violence is the result of people tricking themselves into believing that their pain derives from other people and that consequently those people deserve to be punished. That's by Marshall B. Uh, Rosenberg. Um, Picked it because, you know what, I feel like uh, a lot of the stuff, you know what, and for listeners too, I, I I don't poke my head out of the, out of the ground too often to take a look around at the world. Um, but even me in my sheltered place, I do see, I don't know, let's say flyers at my library from the public advertising certain events that may be, I don't know, uh, garnering people of a particular worldview for and against in exciting ways. And uh, I picked it just because I think sometimes it can feel like uh, simply someone thinking differently from you can feel uh, sometimes like an attack. And uh, if we take a moment and take a break and think about that, uh, we realize that's not actually true. They just think something different from you. So I appreciate that a lot. That's a, yeah. a really good thought to start off our podcast. Yeah. With. Yeah. Do you have, um, well, you, let's just, you know what, let's just keep this rolling. I feel like you're very professional today, Tess. Oh, we're, thank you. Yeah, no, really. You're keeping <laughs> us on task. I like this. Um <laughs> Let us talk about we've got six months of these to build up, but but we're only we're we're contractually obligated to share two um stuffs that we're loving. This is the stuff that we love. We love this is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. Excellent. Now, Tess, quick question. Assuming that I'm able to record this properly and assuming that I can send it to you and assuming that you can now get back into our G drive, would you be uploading our videos to YouTube as you used to? I can. <laughs> I was Well, I was going to ask because before I told the listeners that if you wanted to see us, um, so you can find our, our podcast wherever fine podcasts are um, or wherever podcasts were found five to six years ago 
Um, and also, um, you can find us under same team, y'all, on YouTube. That's same team, Y apostrophe, A-L-L. If you want to see Tessa's wonderful dancing and my uh, grumpy scowling as I, <laughs> I vaguely imitate what a human looks like as they dance. So. Um, yeah, I'm happy to. I know sometimes... Th things happen while we're recording and the video isn't there when I go in. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's there, I'm happy to post it. <laughs> Tess and I were just talking about um, Shaquille O'Neal and his many um, endeavors. And I believe he has a podcast. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could throw a rock out the window and I'll hit three people that have a podcast, <laughs> including one is Shaquille O'Neal probably. And we were talking about how he probably has like a producer. Um uh we, we don't we we don't know <laughs> i wish we did it'd be nice to be like hey can you edit this or can you just make sure that it works um we just I do you're gonna say can you make sure that this doesn't suck Thanks. can you make sure that well that's impossible because it's i'll tell you right now tess like even when we're at our worst we're like at our best still you know yeah Speaking of when we're at our worst, we're at our best, real quick, how's life been? I realize I haven't even asked you. I haven't talked to you in several phases of the moon, it's you know? Scary. That's a complicated question oh. with oh. a with a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like, uh, like when I go into work in the morning and people go, oh, good morning. How are you doing today? And I just stop. And I, I take my glasses off and just like stare on the horizon. And I'm like, I don't know how to answer that. And they're just I'm like, I, <laughs> I just, I just wanted you to say good and then walk away yeah. is what I really wanted. No, I, um, I, uh, I, I didn't know we were going to get into a deep philosophical conversation, like right off the bat, but I do feel like the answer to uh, how are you doing generally is fine. I'm fine everything's cool um but uh uh when your friend asks you and you know that they genuinely care um my answer is actually <laughs> like on the surface i feel mm. that as humans we kind of have an obligation to be happy and like kind of just get on with life right um but um if you're asking how I'm really doing. I have been, I've noticed that I've been in denial about many things in my life <laughs> and they're all kind of starting to crash around me. <laughs> this is a very, um, this is an exciting conversation. Oh but my other goodness. than that, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, uh, so Tess, tell us, uh, how do you feel about that? <laughs> um, uh, well, I had, I had this dog, um, mm. I had her for 15 years almost and she passed away and I realized that I uh, had sort of convinced myself that she would never die. And I don't know how I did that. I feel like I'm generally an intelligent person who is uh, in tune with the realities of, of life and how it doesn't last forever. Um, and, and yet when this happened, I was utterly devastated. Um, and it happened in April. Um, so I'm kind of still dealing with that. And I think there's probably a lot of people out there that are like, so what, it's just a dog. And, um, I can appreciate that sentiment, but, 
I, I kind of poured like all my love into this dog. I don't have children. Um, and, uh, and my whole world just sort of revolved around <laughs> this dog. And, um, without her, I felt like, uh, I feel kind of a lack of purpose mm. and, um, and it also opened my eyes to other things that I have just been saying, it's fine. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. Um, you know, as, as Rosie, my dog aged, um, I just told myself, it's fine. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. I don't have to worry about this. Um, one day I'll have to worry about it, but today's not that day. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to realize like, maybe there's a lot more that I should be worrying about. Oh, this is, <laughs> oh, <laughs> look for the, if we have any audio listeners, um, Tessa, Tessa's doing a great uh crazy laugh right now yeah I mean, just like uh, just hysterical um i gotta tell you tessa this is this is unusual for me i'm used to being the one that's like hanging off the edge of oblivion this is a new one for me yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's been a lot and i must i'm a person who already suffers from pretty mm. severe anxiety i find myself worrying about things that are of very little to no consequence regularly with my just my run-of-the-mill anxiety and now I find that I I'm compounding those worries with like worries about actual things um like you know uh uh you know health and um uh the world and (laughs) things like that yeah I've I've heard of those things yeah so um yeah it 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 it, it's fine (laughs) The, the short answer is I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm dealing with things like they haven't locked me up anywhere yet. Um, um, and, uh, the, the long answer is I am g- grieving for just a dog and it's caused me to think about like everything in my life and, um, how I react to it emotionally. So <laughs> that's how my past like six months have been. How about you, sir? <laughs> how have my six months been? Honestly, my six months uh, went by with very little change, which I guess in certain ways is a good thing. You know, uh, it's it's fine, you know. Um, That's all I got, really, you know. Well, I'm very interested to hear what stuff you picked to love of of all the things that you could possibly love from our long break from podcasting. Did you choose to go with a current something you're loving or did you choose to go with like, um, this is something I've been loving like throughout the hiatus that I've been dying to tell you about. This, you mean this hiatus? Yeah. <laughs> the, the most our recent latest, hiatus. Our latest hiatus. Our latest hiatus. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I think both of mine are going to be video game related, if that is permitted. That is absolutely permitted. Okay. Well, is, well you know that I'm a gamer. Yeah, you are. You're a hardcore gamer. That's yeah, right. Hardcore cozy gamer. What are you playing right now, cozy gamers? Um, I don't. I'm not playing anything right now. I just finished a game. Uh, no, one? I just finished something, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to play next. Yeah, what did you finish? The cozy uh, grove. No, I uh, I finished. Um, oh no, I have to look up the title. You, you. I'll t- do my thing. 
You tell me yours, and then I'll tell you the game that I just finished. Okay. Uh. Well. Yeah. So. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Um. I found the game. If you want me to tell you, I just finished. I I want to know. I just finished when the past was around. Have you ever heard of this game? Maybe. I'm. Mm, I don't know. Is it's- it? If it's not a stuff you're loving, you're not allowed to talk about it. I'm sorry. No, it's not a stuff that I'm loving. It, I did love playing the game, but it, it's not one that I picked for my stuff that I'm Give loving. Give me one second. I need to look this up because I feel like I know this one. It it's sounds right. sounds very artsy. Oh, I've got this. I have this on my Switch. I've never actually played it, though. It was, um, I got it as a, as like a deal because I, so every... Every Thursday, Tess, you probably know this, on the eShop is when new games drop on the Switch. And so I go under those great deals and I see what's going on. And yeah, I forgot I own that. I've never actually played it. So either I own the full game or just the demo. I don't know. So oh, as a as a hardcore gamer, I do check the Switch store uh, uh-huh. regularly to see if there are good deals. Um, and I did buy that like yeah. it was on sale. And then um, was I was it like 10 bucks. 15? Something like that. It's, I feel like yeah. at its most, it would be 20 at its For most. For anyone that's listening who's thinking they might want to like play this game, it was relatively inexpensive. It's very pretty. Um, the art is pretty. The music is pretty. Um, the It's a puzzle game. And the puzzles, I have to say, are pretty challenging. I guess it probably, it probably depends on like your level of like gaming experience, but I found them to be kind of challenging. There were like a couple of times where I was like, I'm just going to give up. And and Brett was like, don't give up. You can do it. You can figure it out. Um, So it's um, puzzles and it tells a story of a woman who was in love with an owl and the owl is no longer with us. So it's kind of a story of grief, of love and grief and create like being creative, also like creating art. Um, it's very uh interesting experience. Uh, and I would recommend it to any of our cozy gamers out there. I just want to look at something pretty and <laughs> about how long did it take to finish? Mm, it was not a really long game. Um, I feel like it maybe took me maybe like around six hours total, but I feel like maybe if you're a more experienced gamer, it might take you even a shorter amount. Uh, of- wait, more hardcore than you? That's insane. <laughs> I, that's insane. Um, quick question. Do you think there, there are priority cozy gamer podcasts out there, right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Sure. Well, then I'll abandon that idea. I've been, um, following, I've been following a lot of cozy gamers on YouTube. Um, and, uh, uh, so there's a large community of cozy gamers. So come and join me listeners. Come play cozy games. They're fun. Cozy, cozy games. Well, okay. Well, actually talking just now, kind of, okay, I'm going to switch it up. I'll do, um, my first love is actually a, uh, so I'll do the video game one first. Um, I've been doing this thing lately for the past, I don't know, six or so years where I, um, progressively take myself out of uh uh knowing what is happening in the world as in just apparently norm mcdonald died fairly <laughs> recently or a long time ago i was sorry to inform you of that <laughs> i did not know um and uh i started this for my mental health and then and then now i'm kind of at a point where like let's say i wanted to kind of know what was going on i don't even know where i would fit it in like i don't know how people do it like 
like where would it go in my schedule i don't know anyway um it started going further and further out where i used to not follow news but i followed video game news or movies and now i'm kind of at a point where i just don't follow movies or video game anymore um because it was just too much like i'm playing a game now but then i'm reading a game reading about a game that's coming out soon that i want to play so now am i still actually enjoying the game i'm playing now i don't know yeah um and the fact that I'm stopping to ask myself that question makes me feel very much like Charleston Heston in a cage with a bunch of ape-like humans in the classic movie, Planet of the Apes, when I'm looking around going, how come I'm the only one who stopped to ask myself this question? Anyway, all that to say is I'm out of the gamer loop. So I've been going back. I've been playing some of my favorite games. And uh, there's this little series called Final Fantasy that's been going on since the 80s. Uh, at many offshoots, and uh, I think coming up next month or the month after will be Final Fantasy 16, I think. And I only know that from a friend who told me I'm playing the game Final Fantasy 13, came out in 2010, and um, it's part of a trilogy. After 13 comes 13 2, and then after 13 2 comes Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13. I don't know why they didn't name it 13 3, that's okay. <laughs> um, and I finished 13, and I'm in the middle of two, but I'm doing, I don't know what it's called, but like just like a super, like a super deep dive. Like it's the antithesis of a speed run. Like I'm walking, hmm. I'm looking at idle animations, I'm looking at the architectural details of this world, I'm listening to the music. I it's drive like to 100% completion. Yeah, like yeah, like 100% completion and no rush and I'm doing all the things and I'm reading all the things and and 13 um has a little bit of an extended universe past the the one game uh, or the first game um where there was a book uh it's over here. Give me a second. The book is Final Fantasy 13, Episode Zero, Promise. And so it's a prequel book. And uh, there were a couple short stories that were published in Japan, but never translated that I went ahead and read. And um, and then I got to 13.2. And I think there's a couple extra books. All that to say, it's like no rush. Like, it's almost like this is the game slash game series, like the world, the story that I'm playing now period and i'm giving it a lot of thought and i'm thinking about the music and i'm listening to the music on my way to work and i'm just like in it the opposite uh i, I mean and hey if you like the speed run go for it i kind of feel like that's like i don't know like speed reading a book like and not reading the book and then realizing that a lot of people spend a lot of time writing that book <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's a, like how you you're all about mindfulness and i feel like you're just mindfully playing the video game well i've always been plagued by this acute awarity of the effort that people put into things right and i think that is i think that's like part of the reason when that kind of like you and i are like the, oh well everything someone loves right because mm -hmm. every every and i'll tell you right now not to be like hey this is like a thing we should discuss but 13 isn't the most love game in the series a lot of people ha uh can be dismissive of it 
And whenever I see stuff like that, all I think about is all the people that spent years of their lives on this game. And I'm just like in it to just live in it. And here's what's exciting. So I finished 13 twice. So this is the third time I finished it. And mwah, chef's kiss. And I finished 13 two once years ago. And so this will be the second time. But Lightning Returns, 13-3, I've never finished it. In fact, I, I've barely started. And oh, so no. so real quick, it would be real hard to kind of even summarize like what this game is about just because the mythology is like really essentially there. Oh, I, I won't even try. But there's a main character named Lightning who is just like, she's just like, mm, this woman, she she knows what's up. She's got it. You and love a strong female protector. I love a strong female. Like she pretty much becomes like a deity by the end of the, at least certainly by the second game. And one day maybe I'll talk more about 13 because uh, there's a lot to talk about, but it would just be me like talking to you using words <laughs> that like don't mean anything to anyone. I'd be like, so then the Lassie has their focus and the Fauci come from Pulse. And you'd be like, I don't know what any of this means. And Tess knows this. Um, I'm so into it. I'm writing my own short story about lightning of the erotic nature. And f- can I tell you a little secret, Tess? You know, when I left work late, it was because I was writing. I had a writing streak. Working street. on your fanfic. I, I was working on my fanfic. Well, you and know what? Like, I forgive you because I was a little perturbed. I was like, this guy says he wants to do the podcast again. And then he doesn't even show up. And then he tells me he got lost in the parking lot, which is clearly a falsity. I'm and with that, you. Hey. But you know what? The fact that you are writing and creating and doing your art, I fully support that. Um, yeah, I'm busy writing my slash fiction at work. And that's as, the thing I'm as loving. One does, as, as one does. Oh, it's so good, too. Like, <laughs> I'm reading it. I was like, yeah. You're like. Yeah, I'm really good at this. I'm I'm really good at this. I mean, Um, just uh, you made me think of uh, uh, yesterday. So today is our friend, our mutual friend Kit's birthday. Oh, and um, our mutual friend Elizabeth and I decided to decorate Kit's cubicle for their birthday. And um, so we waited until Kit left yesterday and then we real quick decorated their cube and we felt really good about ourselves afterwards. And we were like, yeah, we're really good friends. This isn't about Kit at all. (laughs) Just that's not really true. We really do care about Kit and wanted them to feel really special. But I just thought it was so funny. We were being so self-congratulatory. Like, yeah, we're really nice people. (laughs) Sometimes you got to, you know, I have a, I write a to-do list or I used to, I don't know if I do anymore at work. Um, If anyone I work with is listening, be cool. Don't say anything. But like I used to write a to-do list. And when I finished all the things, I would write a plus at the top. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now I don't even bother with a list. I just don't do anything. You got (laughs) to big up yourself. No, you are being very harsh on yourself, sir. You are um, wrong. You get get your work done and more. That is true. I get my work done and more. And, uh, you know. Yeah. So anyway, um, Final Fantasy 13. Stuff I'm loving. Nice. Nice. What's your first stuff? Um, well, 
it's uh i don't know are you also writing an erotic fiction no i'm not writing an erotic fiction i would read it um i think i think what i'm gonna go with is uh so one of the things that i've been doing over our hiatus is i've been kind of digging into spirituality um a bit more and um Well, well now i regret asking if you are writing an erotic fiction that's okay it's fine it's fine um so uh i um have been for you know probably like more than a year been kind of uh looking to connect more to my uh religious practice and um being really super thoughtful about uh which traditions i observe and how i observe them and um for a while i was going to um this is something that I think is really exciting. You know, we always talk about how we live in a golden age. I think one of the things that's really interesting to me, and um, maybe like if we can look for a silver lining of the pandemic, a lot of places are putting their services on live stream. And so um, you can attend a spiritual service of uh, churches all over the world and synagogues and temples and, and all this stuff. And so um, I was attending a synagogue for a while and um, I will say that I wasn't feeling as close to God as I really wanted to. And I thought maybe it's me, maybe, um, maybe, but then I started to think maybe I should go somewhere else. Maybe I should try um, um, somewhere else. And so, uh, there was one morning I logged, I went to log into my service and they were experiencing technical difficulties. And I was like, oh man, I was really looking forward to, you know, some fellowship and it's not working out. And so I just Googled, um, reform Jewish synagogue streaming. And the first one that popped up in my search results was this place called Central Synagogue in New York City. And I was like, hey, I'll just give this a shot. And it has become my new like spiritual home. I guess it's become kind of my new home synagogue. And it's um, uh, uh, the clergy are amazingly talented and diverse and the music is incredible and the sermons are so inspirational and I've just been getting a lot of um, comfort and um, contentment and satisfaction from attending these services and it's really kind of inspired me to like think more about how I can um, achieve this like every day, not just on on Saturdays when I go, but you know how I can um, be connecting to God, you know, throughout the week. And there's probably people listening that are like, "Oh man, are they going to sit here and talk about God?" I'm not really interested in that. Hey kids, we turn our chair around. Hey kids, <laughs> let's talk about God. Yeah, I have like a I have like a hat, and I like turn it. You turn it around, I'm like, hey guys, yeah. You want how me to tell you, fellow kids? Hey, my fellow um, teens, what's going on? And and that's fine. You know, everybody is on their own path, their own journey. You know, some people 
that's not of interest to them. That's okay. It happened to be of interest to me. And it happened to be a stuff that I'm loving that I found this new, um, to me community it's actually a synagogue that's been like around since the 1800s or something they didn't just like start like within the past couple months they're like hey guys uh we should start a group but through the like magic of uh live streaming technology i've i've um i've come to feel closer and then i felt a little guilty that i was leaving the other synagogue kind of behind i was like oh you know but uh, someone that I work with, um, I was kind of confiding in her and she said, well, you got to go where you feel um, you feel closer to God and what feels right for you. And it's like, if this feels right for you, then you yeah. should stay here. And I was like, thank you. I'm sure they would get it, you know, thank you for validating me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you could always just open a, a second laptop, log into the stream and just kind of put it into the other room. I think that that counts. That's acceptable. You know? <laughs> For a while, I was going to both. I was. Oh, <laughs> that is to... very sweet. Yeah, but um, I'm. I think, and I would encourage anyone out there. Maybe if you're even just thinking, like, oh, maybe I would, maybe I would like to explore my spirituality a little bit. Uh, just cruise YouTube for some places that you might like to check out their worship style and see like how you feel about it. And maybe, you know, it might bring you some comfort. And um, I think times are like super hard right now. And I think that there's okay you're laughing at me I don't no know. no 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 simplifying the work the state of i'm not laughing at you i'm just like you're not wrong right yeah. i mean it's tough i things are really hard and i think that i think that i think the maybe like the first thing that people think are like well maybe maybe there's something wrong with me maybe i need to be on some kind of medication maybe i need to um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm surrounding myself with the wrong people. I don't know. You can think, I mean, it could be any of those things. It could also be that there might be kind of a spiritual void that maybe if you tried, um, exploring that you might, I don't know, it might make you feel a little better. Um, it, 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 that's what, that's been my experience. Um, so I don't know, I'm being kind of vulnerable right now. And I hope that no one out, you know, this is the no judging zone of no judgment. So you're not allowed to judge me. Okay. (laughs) It is interesting. So I, I will say, um, I don't know, like if you're feeling bad, if a person's feeling bad and I'm going to go on my phone for some solace or my laptop, there are much worse places to go. Um, and worse as far as like what they do to your mind and your body than online service, you know, regardless of your beliefs, you know, if you break down a service to what it is, it's just people talking, man, you know, and Absolutely. if you're open to that, as opposed to looking at it's just scrolling on Twitter or reading, uh, getting caught up in the news, or looking at pornography, or reading, unless you're reading my very excellent Final Fantasy (laughs) XIII-themed literature um, erotica, um, because that's actually a form of high art. But I'm saying there are much, or just just watching a movie that you've seen five times already. Like, there are, going to service online is not the worst thing you could do, right? You know? Regardless of your beliefs, so. And I... 
I understand too, that there might be some people, there might be some people who are just not interested in that. Um, They can just fast forward through this part. And then there might be some people out there who are actually like, have been traumatized by a religion that they experienced in the past. And they are, they feel kind of closed off to it. Um, It, you know, there, there might be another place, uh, another form of spirituality where you do feel um, contentment, satisfaction, and, and a closeness to a divinity um, that that might help you out. And, um, you know, just maybe be open to that. Maybe just think about it. I don't know. Anyway, that's the stuff I've been loving. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I, I mean, you and I have talked about this off air um, that I've been going on a little spiritual journey lately. And I think a lot of it is I look around and not just at the world of like the divisiveness out there, but I look around and I go, what am I putting into myself? Right. I'm putting in food. I'm putting in messages from the internet. I'm putting in images from the internet. I'm putting in forms of entertainment, you know, John Wick. Hey, that's great. But am I just putting in things that are entertaining? Yeah. And if I'm trying to put something in that is good, like something that's a reminder of how to be a good person, where do we get that in a secular world? You know, um, episodes of SpongeBob, like, because he's a good, like my, I had a conversation with my mom because I'm not a, I don't, I'm not a SpongeBob guy. Humor doesn't hit for me. And my mom was like, well, he's a good guy. Like he likes his job and he's a good friend. And I was like, okay, I get that. But it's like, if that was like, like, I'm trying to think like, really, if we're not, whatever your opinions are about uh, religion or, or big topics of spirituality, like where would you go in a secular world where you just discuss how to be good? I can't come up with one, the boy scouts, (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't know. You make a really excellent point. And another point that I would make is that we've got all these problems Yes. You know, there's so many problems in the world, you know, problems with people, problems with the environment, problems with the government, problems with, you know, between people. Yeah. Yeah. You name it. There's a problem. Um, And I think I, I, I'm looking for, I'm tired of just seeing problems and I, I'm more interested in looking for solutions. And, um, this is just a direction that you could look possibly for that. Um, I'm not trying to convert anybody or anything, but just maybe be open to it. Yeah. Maybe it might help you. Maybe it might, you know, bring you some solace in this crazy world that we live in (laughs) if you find something that works for you you know what speaking of solace here's a little segue for you my second stuff that i'm loving yeah is it's a kind of a twofer so hopefully you permit this um two podcasts that i've been very much into lately um one is called the ghz the green hill zone it's a sonic the hedgehog podcast another one is called every fn ff so it's a podcast where they I guess the plan is to play every Final Fantasy. Um, but what's great, so not only are these podcasts like, and we've talked about before about being an adult with imaginary friends, right? Like I feel <laughs> like these are my bros and they have no clue who I am. But what's kind of exciting about both of these podcasts, as a person who's listened to a lot of podcasts, um, the both of these have set up uh, Discord servers that are open. And so I'm able to pop in there and chat with these guys and other like-minded fellows and a few um, 
not so like-minded fellows <laughs> that creep in because hey that's how the world is um but through this discord i'm able to chat about 13 and 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 sonic and you know and like is the conversation always positive no you know they're i almost said the word infected but they're affected infected affected um they're affected by society as much as anyone else so you know they're coming in with their own stories about which sonic games are best and final fantasy and you know 13 everyone knows that's bad um but on the whole like i've got a group of bros and i say that because let's be honest (laughs) not to be that guy like there are some girls there but like if any of them are listening i'm so sorry but i'm probably like the most like adult and put together of this group i'm assuming um (laughs) Which, you know, is, like, a really bad sign. Uh, like, I got, like, a wife and a house and a kid. Like, it's great. Um, but, <laughs> um, like, just being able to kind of chat with them. Not, like, every day, but just be like, hey, here's this weird thing I thought about tales. <laughs> or here's this playlist I put together that is, I don't know if I told you about this. It's Amy Rose, who is the hedgehog that's pining after Sonic. So it's just songs inspired by a girl pining after someone, a cool boy that she'll never get, you know? And like, they get it. Like they get it. They kind of made fun of it a little bit, but like they at least get the joke, you know, (laughs) or the very serious topic that I was broaching. Um, But anyway, these two podcasts and being uh, part of the discord servers, it's, it's it's hard to make friends. You know, that's half the reason we're still doing the podcast because Tess and I don't talk twice within the past six months. If we don't have the podcast, it's real hard to find time to talk. Um, and having access to these Discord servers, Golden Age, um, gave me a semblance of friendship with these dudes. Um, it's probably all felt just on my end, but that's fine. You know, I'm just pretending. And uh, anyway, the, uh, and those two podcasts are um, Green Hill Zone podcast and the Every FNFF podcast. Those are both stuffs that I'm loving. That's cool. I was talking to my mom the other day and I was relating a, a story to her. And I said, yeah, my friend told me about this thing. And my mom said, was it really your friend or was it a podcast that you listened to? <laughs> I love it. I love and it. I was like, mom, you know, there's no real difference to me. Yeah, there is. I mean, all joking aside, like there, when you listen to enough podcasts and which is... <laughs> It's weird to think that someone may be listening to this thinking the same thing about us, right? You know what? If you are, if you're out there, you are our friend. Okay? I think you're our friend. Yeah. You are absolutely our friend. I've been having this <laughs> it, before I go to sleep, I have like this imaginary um like uh um like this r- room like a um what's the word? I'm going to f- I'm going to stumble over the word Ep- Parthenon Parthenon, Parthenon, Parthenon. Anyway, it's this room that has all my friends, my imaginary friends in there. And we do a little check-in with how the day went and how I'm doing now. And then sometimes we go on adventures or do things together. Uh, Would you like me to share with you who my list of imaginary friends are so far? Yes, please. Okay. Um, First is Sonic the Hedgehog. Not a surprise. He's like the cool dude. A oh. pantheon is that what pantheon you're... thank you because we're making we usually meet in this kind of like uh greek gracian expired temple you know? okay okay uh and anyway so there's sonic he's the one who helps me like if i'm feeling down 
Uh, in theory, if I ever do anything physically active ever again before now and the day I die, he'll be the one to go there. Um, and he's a cool dude. You know, we're going to have fun together. And a video gamer. I got King Leonidas. He's my dad. He gives me dad advice and gives me big hugs, but then he's not afraid to give me a hard knock if I need it. Yeah. Um, also, if I ever go back to working out, he'll be my workout helper as well. Um, Lightning is there. Lightning's just like my... <laughs> She's like my, well, it's in the world of imaginary stuff, like mom slash wife mom, my mom wife, you know what I mean? And she's there and she's helping me out, but she's stern, you know, and she'll tell me what it is. But sometimes we go on adventures together, like and pretend to fight. Um, Neo is there. Neo doesn't say a single thing. He just sits there and I just kind of look at him. I'm like, you're right, man. You're right. Uh, Recently, we added Marie Kondo to the list. But not regular Marie Kondo, um, anime Marie Kondo from oh, the yes. manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's the one who makes sure that like my to-do list, like if I've got something bothering me in in my head, she'd be like, so anyway, you got this, this, and this. And that's like, she's like my, and then um, I've got Alfred Pennyworth, Batman's butler, who's also kind of like another part of the Marie Kondo, but he looks after my dietary concerns mostly. Like, hey, he's the one who at the end of the day is like, why did you not eat the lunch you packed? um you ate out at mcdonald's we're gonna try again later sir you know when you you picture pennyworth um when you picture alfred (laughs) this is a good question Uh uh-huh who do you picture do you picture uh michael or or (laughs) i honestly don't know i think he's just animated alfred like alfred from the comics yeah i i thought about that too and i don't really try to narrow it down if i had to it would probably be Either Michael Caine, Batman, or Batman, or um, Michael Caine, Alfred, or um, Alfred from, like, the first two, um, the Burton movies, you know? Um, Oh, yes. Well, he was, I think the Burton, maybe he was in all four of them. Wasn't he? He was in Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and maybe Batman. Yeah, he was in Batman and Robin. He was, like, the only line of continuity. Like, (laughs) Batmans are changing. Buildings are changing. Um. But Alfred uh, will always be there for you. Tone is changing. And like, you know, now it's a zany movie. But then there's Alfred. Um, I don't know why I started talking about this. But anyway, it's okay is what I'm saying. I like that. I like the 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 pantheon and the Parthenon that you yeah. go to in your mind. I think that I, I do that too. Like I, I like to pretend that the, the guys from Queer Eye are like yeah. my friends. And they yeah. are like you got this girl yeah. and I'm like thanks guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then tan will be like but maybe tuck in your shirt and I'm like oh okay thanks for that feedback but maybe tuck um, in your shirt. <laughs> um my second stuff that I'm loving <laughs> and this has been a really big part of my life but I laugh at myself uh oh it's just been a big part of my life over the past few months and that am is- I gonna know what this is I don't I don't think I've shared this with you. I don't know if I have. Um mm. there there was a, <laughs> a television show in the 1990s, the 80s into the 90s that was um a uh, a very influential uh television show that I never got around to watching. I I kind of grew up sort of sheltered. My parents were very like involved with what I was allowed to watch on television and one of the things that I was not allowed to watch on television was shows where people who were not married were clearly like dating and having sex with 
other people. Um, my parents didn't want me to even think that that was a possibility. Um, and so I wasn't allowed to watch any of the very popular sitcoms that were on TV that many people of my generation. Would I know what the sitcom is? Absolutely. The sitcom is. Wait. Can, oh, damn it. You got me. I was going to try to guess it. Okay. Seinfeld. Wait, does he Seinfeld. sleep with people in Seinfeld? Say what? Does he sleep with people in Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. He's got a new girlfriend like every oh, week. Oh, see, so, I must not remember that. Yeah. Well, because I never really like watched it. And then, um, but Brett, he grew up with it because in his house, the TV shows you watch for whatever his dad wanted to watch. Yeah. So he um he was almost like forced to watch Seinfeld. But and so I think he would make like references and I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And finally we sat down and we watched the whole series together. Oh, and that's then great. yeah, and then um we just started it over again and then over again. And we are now on our fourth rewatch of Seinfeld. I'm just gonna just keep watching Seinfeld for the rest of my life. Um I find it very comforting and i cannot even explain why it's just it's a really funny show um the people on the show are not role models in any way they're not like good people but they're funny and um it i guess maybe that's it maybe it's just the laughs and like kind of just at the end of the day just kind of letting everything go and just having some good laughs and and I guess there's probably some comfort now that I'm on my fourth complete rewatch of like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I know. And it's kind of like, oh, this is that episode. Oh, man, I love when he says that. That's so funny. And like almost like a nostalgia, even though I didn't watch it when it was out on TV. Um, and uh, the, the also the funny thing is now like Brett's like convinced this is like my favorite TV show. And I said, but what about Twin Peaks? And he's like, man, the 90s really ruined TV for you, didn't they? It's like it's all downhill from the 90s. He's like, you've got Twin Peaks is your favorite drama, Seinfeld, your favorite comedy. And then like <laughs> everything else just has to live up to that. Let me ask you this. How many Seinfeld podcasts are there? Is oh. that I'm sure there's lots. <laughs> Are there? Oh, damn. Podcasts about nothing, right? That's got to be a title. Got to be. Yeah. Um, I haven't um, I haven't actually even delved into Seinfeld podcasts yet. Um, but uh, I think I'm just like enjoying it on my own and like forming my own opinion. Yeah. Characters and stuff. I have joined a few Seinfeld groups on Facebook where people basically post like memes and uh uh hey, remember when Kramer said this? Oh, it was so great. Um, but it's uh I don't know, it's just like I don't know. I want to say like it's good, clean fun. It's not. They're horrible people. They're lying, they're cheating, they're <laughs> and they're petty and they're selfish. But I think superficial. Um, I think maybe that yes, all of those things. And and maybe there's some part of me that feels kind of better knowing that, well, at least I <laughs> do you think it's like um Lev Grossman's Lev Grossman's like flawed characters like we're reading yeah. it and we're kind of like oh I get that you know because uh, and I, I didn't watch a ton of Seinfeld but I'm like I know the bit and like I know like you know there's probably parts where George and Jerry are talking about like a girl Jerry's dating and they're talking about like one thing on her face and they can't get over it you yeah. know yeah Absolutely. you know that's like the whole point of the show is they're like yeah they just yeah. can't they just can never be happy they can never yeah. live like yeah. normal lives yeah. they're just always um 
uh, there's always some sort of conflict or something like that. And it's, but it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I've found that it's like a comfort show. And then I, I analyzed like all of my comfort shows and like most of them are about horrible people. And I don't, I can't, I'm not sure how to reconcile that. Um, (laughs) maybe it's because I know that it's not real. Like I know that people out there exist that are liars and cheaters and, um, but like, they're not in my life. And so it's fine if I watch them on TV and I can kind of like live vicariously through their drama. And then I get to turn it off and go to bed at night. And, uh, I've, uh, you know, enjoyed, uh, a few, uh, funny ha-has. Um, but yeah, no, I had to include Seinfeld just because it's been like a mainstay in my life for the past, like, almost a year or something yeah i mean i would think that it over and over i think that would qualify yeah (laughs) i think so and yeah everything and and then like when you watch it that many times almost everything in your life like reminds you of it so i become the person at work who's like have you seen the seinfeld episode where this happened oh there was a seinfeld episode where that happened and and everyone's just kind of like okay tess we get it you really like seinfeld (laughs) we get it tess (laughs) but anyways seinfeld's stuff i've been loving (laughs) yeah um seinfeld (laughs) i'm gonna hit this button and see what happens Tales from the library, tales from the library, read some books, read some books. We also have online resources. Oh, listen to those happy people. Um, They have no clue. They have no clue what's laying ahead of them. I, I had a thought, like, what do we do if one of us isn't a librarian? I guess we just remove that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. We'll find yeah. something else to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we could just always replace it. Um, do you have any heartwarming, shocking, or appalling stories from your local library system, Tess? I do. I do. Um, All of the above? <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you. I I work at a library. I feel I'm very blessed and privileged to work at a library currently where I'm on a team with a bunch of people who really seem to want to work together and cooperate and um, get along and be friendly with one another and work towards the like common goal of helping the community, which is not something that I have. That's not every library that I've worked at. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about that. And one of, and a um, example of this is recently one of our team had an anxiety attack at work, or maybe it was a panic attack. I found out that there's actually a difference between a panic attack and an anxiety attack. Um, an anxiety attack is when you, the attack is triggered by something that you're anxious about. And a panic attack is like, it seems to come out of nowhere. It's, it doesn't come out of nowhere. It's usually because you've been bottling up a bunch of stuff and not processing it. And then suddenly you have to process it and it's overwhelming. Um, did you watch last of us on HBO? I haven't watched the last. Okay. Of us. That has nothing to do with that show then. <laughs> 
someone on the show has a panic attack. I have no clue. I don't remember. I have no recollection. I hope to one day watch it. It looks really good. And I enjoy the acting stylings of Pedro Pascal. It, so. It's it's on the short list of shows that Amanda and I love in equal measure. So. Nice. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. And I know how, how uh, I, as someone who also has a partner uh-huh. with kind of diverging tastes, it's 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 um, really exciting when you can find something that you guys agree on. Yep. Um, but um, so someone at my workplace had a panic attack and... Um, uh it at the time everyone was like oh no i don't know what to do i don't know how to help and it it was kind of dramatic um and um we you know we worked through it she calmed down everything's fine um but we realized that maybe we needed to do a little kind of mental health training with the staff um and so um the management team at our branch which i am part of we we uh created a document of grounding techniques for when you are experiencing either an anxiety attack or a panic attack um and um it turned into a like four page document which included photos of pedro pascal by the way <laughs> because pedro pascal um, I guess in his personal life experiences anxiety. I cannot speak to the show that I have not watched, but in his personal life experiencing, it has experienced anxiety and on the red carpet, he's been known to put his hand on his chest. And that is apparently like a coping mechanism that he has for his anxiety. And so if I needed more reasons to love this beautiful man, we included that in the grounding techniques that sometimes just like putting pressure on yourself, maybe even like patting yourself can like help relieve an anxiety or panic attack. Um, and that's why people have like gravity blankets and stuff like that. So, um, so we created this like four page document illustrated, um, and handed it out to all of the staff. And, um, I felt really proud of the fact that we did that. We did something to address an issue. And I think that it's going to improve things, um, for our staff. And I was really excited about it. (laughs) And then, um, uh, very recently, just on Monday, I had an anxiety attack at work. I um I was feeling anxious. Um, I I had had a nightmare, and I woke up from this nightmare at like six a.m. Um, like a an hour before my alarm was supposed to go off. But I was so disturbed you by get the to nightmare. sleep until seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my. Okay. I don't know. I don't have kids to get on a bus or anything like that. <laughs> no, I think I'm having anxiety attack. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, sorry. Don't mean. I know. I'm very. I'm very lucky. I I have a very short commute, and I don't have like anyone relying on me to get up in the morning. So, so yeah. Typically, my alarm goes off at seven. Um, but um, so I I but I this. This morning, I could not go back to sleep because I'd had this very distressing nightmare that I think was stress-induced um, in general. And then uh, as I was like up uh, eating my breakfast, I was, you know, doom scrolling as one does. And I came across an article that really upset me and made me anxious and worried 
And then um, I also, um, I knew that I had like a short day at work because I was leaving that day to go to a doctor's appointment. And there's nothing like really wrong with me. I really just needed to establish care with a new doctor because my, my primary care doctor left and I needed to get a new one. But I was anxious about it for some reason because when you have anxiety, you're just anxious about everything. And so I was worried about that. And so I was worried about the article and I was still really shook up from my nightmare. And, um, I had to do a preschool visit. There was a preschool coming to visit. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> trying to give them a tour and a story time. Um, and mere moments before they arrived, I'm just standing in a meeting room by myself, freaking out. Um, and so I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I can't be this way. The kids are about to get here. Um, and so I did, I was like, what are the grounding techniques? I did the first one that I can think of, which happened to be, um, it's like a game that you play with yourself to put you into kind of like the present mindful moment where you think it's basically like you think of five things you can see, four things you can hear three things you can feel, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. Like you kind of do this like countdown and you like, it's supposed to like bring you back. It's supposed yeah. to ground you. It's back a grounding thing. Yeah. And so um, I did it and it works. And I uh, was oh. able to at least like get myself together enough that when these kids came in, I was like, hey, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so excited to show you around the library. Um, and uh it um and and the visit went fine and my doctor's appointment went fine and the the stuff that I was worried about is probably nothing that I really need to worry about and the dream was just ridiculous the nightmare like <laughs> it was very upsetting at the time and in the retrospect I'm like why was I even that upset about it um but I guess that's my tale from the library is that I feel like we did something to address mental health and then I actually got to see that it works and that's awesome yeah well not yeah. only that you got to use it which is that's an incredible story already but the fact that um your system and management didn't just like well we don't talk about that right you know we don't you know we don't talk about that so it's it's really cool that they saw that this was a an area where people can learn right it's true i mean i guess you're right they could have easily been like we'll just get it together like yeah you're, yeah you're not yeah. getting they're down. like, yeah, I'll let you go home if you need to. But uh, if anyone, oh, what happened to this person? They'd be like, oh, I think they had to go home sick. Wink. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I was going to say, uh, give a different story, but I guess this one will tie in a little bit better. It's not really a story. But um, so longtime listeners, if you're out there, um, uh, send us. Uh, do we still have an email? Yeah, we have an email. Uh, it's same team, y'all at gmail.com. Let us know that you're around. We're around. Um, and also I forgot to mention this. Um, if you have any stuffs that you're loving, go ahead and email them to us. Once again, that same team, y'all at gmail.com. Or here's the next question. Do we still have a Twitter account? We do, yeah. Same team, y'all. On Twitter. At, at Twitter? At yeah, same at, team, at same team, y'all on Twitter. <laughs> Does Twitter still exist? Twitter still exists. Yeah, okay. I know you wouldn't know because you're, you know, you don't read the news. But yeah, I'm on another planet, man. I'm somewhere else. Um, <laughs> anyway, longtime listeners would know that I used to be a children's librarian, and then I graduated to 
bigger children, children that are taller than me, um, teenagers. Um, and I thought I would miss working with kiddos and I like working with kids, but one big difference between teenagers and kiddos, as far as when it comes to library programming or, or being a librarian is that the approach is, um, completely different. For example, um, when you're doing a children's program at the library or going to a school, um, you are the show. Like you're the show. You're doing story time and they are there to see you. We're going to the library to see Mrs. Tess. We're there to see Leaf. Um, when you're working with teens, with some exception, you're not the show. You're just setting, for example, I have a video game club every other week. These kids aren't coming to play video games with this nearly 40-year-old man. They're nice and they're cool. And sometimes they'll be like, hey, you want to get in on this game? But it's more like I'm facilitating the space. And then I kind of back up and get out of the way. Um, and so that's a big difference between working with. And it took me a while to kind of figure that out. You know, um, while I've been getting out of the way and I'm just kind of hanging with the teens, uh, I've learned some important things. And uh, probably the most important thing I've learned, this is a this is just a stupid lead up to a very dumb thing. Um, everything is edible at least once. Um, <laughs> according to this teenager, um, as long as you believe in yourself, you can eat anything <laughs> at least once. Um, and then they proceeded to discuss this. One said, well, what about a brick? And he said, yeah, if you break up the brick into dust and eat it. And they're like, well, what if that kills you? He goes, you know, I said you would eat it at least only once. So, <laughs> um, anyway, that's my short little story. I've <laughs> Also, long-time listeners will know I've been having a real crisis of faith with the library field, so it's hard for me to feel anything um, when I'm at work. Uh, that's both good and bad. Hey, speaking of feeling, <laughs> you know what, Tess? We're going to have to rename this to two people barely hanging on the podcast. <laughs> Come and listen to two people barely hanging on to living in regular society. I'm going to hit this button and we're going to see what happens. Did you learn a life lesson this week? I did! That's great! Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I made a joke earlier today. Um, and I just mentioned it because if anyone watched this on YouTube or Tess would know, I just kind of stood there perfectly still instead of dancing. Um, I made a joke today at the library where someone was like, oh, man, remember Chubby Checkers? Um, what's that song? Do the Twist? And I was like, yeah. no, I prefer my songs still. I don't like <laughs> back in my day. I like no twisting allowed, just standing, you know, and then it, when you're at the end, you just do a gentle nod. <laughs> to give you these yeah. kids and their twist. These kids and these twisting and they're moving. Yeah. I, I did a um I, I did a field we had a field trip today at the library the the fourth graders from a local elementary school came to learn about summer reading and various other things at the library and um and uh I I thought that they might like to do a dance with me and some of them did like to do a dance with me but some of them just stood like this the mm -hmm. whole time and then I said oh I like that dance you're moving like so slow I can barely see you moving and they're less like it just made them even matter oh, <laughs> they're I love so it. cool they're just standing there well my life lesson 
Um, this is funny because I, I learned this life lesson before we went on the hiatus and, um, I think we were like meant to record and then you were like, Hey, why don't we take a break? And I was like, okay. Um, again, <laughs> so I tabled, <laughs> I tabled the lesson. Um, but I so, just, kept... so this has been marinating yeah, for like six months. Marinating. So I just kept this, this sentence in a note in my phone so that I would remember the lesson that I learned that I wanted to tell you. And now I get to finally tell you my lesson, everybody. You know what, Tess? I think it's time for us to go on break, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's been real. It's been good. I'll see you later. This guy, this joker's just taking breaks mid-episode now. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm ready to hear it. I'm ready. All right. So um, this is the thing that happened to me that that it seemed like something really minor, but it turned out to be kind of a big thing. And I still think about it regularly. And that was that someone came to work and they had brought cupcakes. They brought a little thing of like six cupcakes and all the cupcakes, the cupcakes had different colors of frosting on them. There was a yellow one and a blue one and a pink one and a purple one. And then there were two brown ones. And this person said, oh, would you like a cupcake? And of course, the answer to that is yes, I would love a cupcake. But because I'm a person with severe anxiety, now I'm looking at the plate of cupcakes and I'm thinking, which one do I take? And um, I really wanted the purple cupcake because it looked the prettiest and I wanted to eat the pretty purple cupcake but I told myself that I shouldn't have the purple cupcake because what if someone else wanted a pretty purple mm. cupcake? You know what? There's a There are two brown cupcakes. So I'll take one of the boring brown cupcakes and then everyone else can have their choice of the other cupcakes. Um, which seems kind of innocuous, but I the more I thought about it, um, and I went home and I told my husband about this and he was like, why don't you just eat the purple cupcake? And I was like, something told me that I, I guess like I didn't deserve the purple cupcake mm. or, um, or like I, I always have to, you know, but the, the question wasn't which of these cupcakes is the morally correct cupcake to take. The question was, do you want a cupcake? No one, no one put any expectation on me except me. I, I for some reason thought that it was really important the color that I choose and what other people might think of me if I picked the the prettiest one. And so I just want to say to anyone out there listening who might be struggling with anxiety and maybe also feelings of like low self-worth um feeling that other people are more important than you um and that you need to behave in the world in a certain way to make space for other people but not for yourself um i'm talking to you if you're listening and what i want to say is eat the purple cupcake go ahead and and do something for yourself just do something It doesn't make you a selfish person to do something for yourself. 
And I think that I have a hard time with that because I think like the thing that I hate most in the world is selfish people, like people who are just only care about themselves, but like doing something every once in a while that's just for you isn't the same as being a selfish or self-centered person. And, um, and it's okay to do, to, to take care of yourself and to do something that doesn't benefit anyone else, but you, that's okay. Um, at the, at the end of the day, like you really need to look out for yourself and, um, and it can be something very simple, like eating the cupcake that someone just, if someone offers you some cupcakes, go ahead and have the one that you really want. Like, don't, don't turn it into a whole exercise of like, (laughs) but what does it mean if I take the purple cupcake? Just take it. It's okay. Like, you're like, uh, um, (laughs) you're like, so do you want a cupcake? And you like, give me a second. I'm going to go ahead and consult the Torah real quick. I'll be right back. And they were like, (laughs) and then you get to this one passage. You're like, I will take one cupcake. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. I think I do. I feel this yeah. like obligation to be like the the best possible person. And the thing is, like, you're not like there's nothing that you can do to make yourself perfect. Like that yeah. just doesn't exist. Um, But you can be happier by taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's self-care to just treat yourself to something pretty or cute or nice or um tasty delicious. yes delicious and so uh that's my that's my life lesson for what it's worth <laughs> so no that's a good one i think it's important to keep that in mind and not to like minimize um uh like what you like the situation with the cupcake or people that don't have kids but if you ever have a kid you know it's multiplied like it is cuz it feels like there are times as a parent, when I'm like, I've got to go take a dump and then I'll sit on the toilet and be like, man, I should be spending more time with Freya. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I think I'm allowed to go poo, especially. And it's hard too as kids when kids are like knocking on the door, like dad. And you're like, give me some space. It's real hard to not feel guilty about that when it's like, let's take a minute. I think I'm allowed to do this or I'm allowed hey. to say I'm I'm watching my show right now, you know? There's a there's a saying, um, I don't know where it originated, but people say you can't probably the moon. moon. You can't you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. Like, you know, and uh, I feel like maybe that sounds like cliche or whatever. But like if you're really concerned about uh, not becoming a selfish person, you really do need to take care of yourself because then you can't be there for other people. So so like. Uh, in a way like being selfish every once in a while makes you a better person because then you then you have more to give to other people no you are i mean it's absolutely right um not to go back to like parenthood again but like i would freya would get up in the morning and i would get up with her and be exhausted and i had a moment once where i was like well if i just tell her go ahead and play by yourself um, and then I sleep and then I later wake up and spend time with her. Um, 
it's better. Like yeah, I'm more, be I'm, better I'm mind, there. Yeah. The mind yeah. space. You're more relaxed. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Like finding time to actually eat breakfast. You'll be awake and, and, and nourished and ready to go to work. And yeah, it's, it seems like it could be selfish or counterproductive, but like to be the, be good for other people. You have to be good to yourself. Right. Yourself, yeah. Yeah. Um, how do we always end this podcast, Tess? We have a pause for positivity. We do. And <laughs> can I tell you, I've got some music for the pause for positivity. Oh, exciting. Yeah, give, give me one second. It is an, an old classic. <laughs> mm. Can you hear this? I can. It's our old friend, Leo Wright. Now that'll make me dance. <laughs> yeah, not dance, Leo, right? It's, mm. Once again, thank you for playing that live for us, Mr. Leo, right? <laughs> uh, you are the absolute best. Um, uh, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, you guys have reached the part of the podcast where we take a pause to say something that we love. And something that we, wait, something that we're thankful for and something that we love about ourselves. Why? Well, because it's important. Just like the the stuff that we're loving, it's important to focus on things we're thankful for. And just like Tess was just saying, it's important to focus on stuff we love about ourselves too. Uh, what are you thankful for, Tess? Well, I just want to say real quick, gratitude is the uh, antidote to resentment. So if you're ever feeling really low and feeling upset, I encourage you to think about what you do have in your life to feel grateful Mm. for. And one of the things that I feel grateful for right now is that, um, so you you know how there's like, you you might not know this leaf, but there's a a wildfire raging in the, the country of Canada and it's apparently gotten so bad that where we are in in the state of Maryland, you can visibly see a haze in the sky and you can actually smell smoke in the air from a fire that is uh, miles and miles away. And um, and I heard a lot of people complaining about it today. They were complaining about the haze and the oh, smell. Oh no! Yeah. And, <laughs> oh no! And I thought to myself, oh, that hurts my heart. And oh. I thought to myself, but at least you're not on fire. At least we're not on fire. And so I'm grateful <sighs> that at least in where I am geographically in the world is not physically on fire. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I don't want to get on a like a complete triad, but. Oh my God! Can you? I mean, well, I do. You don't have to imagine. You saw it. Like, ugh, look at all this smoke everywhere. This is isn't this crazy? Um, okay, a thing I'm thankful for. I am thankful for the wonderful crew of. I can't even imagine how many people at the video game company Square Enix worked <laughs> on the work. So Final Fantasy 13 originally was going to be a part of a bigger. So normally Final Fantasy games each one standalone. One, great time. Now we're moving on. Two, completely different environment, different people. Three, and with very few exceptions, um, that was the case. Well, the fine folks at Square Enix wanted to create something called the um, Fabula Crystallis Nova 
Fabula Crystallis Nova. It was like a, it was this bigger world and they were going to create other games that all tied into this bigger world. Um, all that to say is I am thankful for all those people, um, thoughts, hard work and processes that went into not only that first game, the second game, the third game, and all the extra things that went along with it. That is what I am thankful for. Now, listener, if you're still sticking with us, please take a moment and say out loud, if you're in your car, hang your head out that window, <laughs> continue to drive safely, and you holler to the heavens what you are thankful for. We'll be right here. Oh, did you hear that? Someone, someone really loves chicken nuggets. That's crazy. <laughs> the, um, one of my coworkers, real quick, one of my coworkers always eats chicken nuggets for lunch. Like every, always? every, every single day. And I think it's nice. just a, uh, like he likes them. And he knows easy. what he likes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I've talked to him and he said, they're just cheap and easy and I eat them. And, <laughs> but he usually works evenings by choice. He prefers it. So when he's having his lunch, I smell it and I'm like, oh, I, it's almost time for me to go home. Like every day. So whenever I smell nuggets and mustard, I'm like, oh, I'm almost on my way home. That's great. Um, next up, we have, I, I, this is going to be a little awkward trying to figure it out, but I want to play music for the stuff we love about ourselves too. Oh, so maybe, okay. maybe in the future, we break it up into two sections. Um, uh, think about, listen, how about this? We can all think about something we love about ourselves and uh, then we can come back uh um, after this little musical interlude, I actually, I'm digging this. Yeah. You know what that's from? Do you recognize it? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um it what is, is it? so recently recently Amanda and I have been rewatching the Hunger Games movies. It's uh Caesar Flickerman's intro music on his show. It's so good. <laughs> it's freaking dope. It's incredible. It's a good jam. And like Amanda and I, we have we really love not just those books, but those movies. We love them. Yeah. And like we're big Caesar Flickerman fans. Like uh, <laughs> you know it's so good um, are you and- are you excited for the new one that's coming out the the ballad of something song ballad of snakes and songbirds yeah, yeah um i am a little bit i would be more excited if i had read the book already um i'm excited about that world um amanda and i have a lot of nostalgia for that world and we started watching them with freya um and wow. the movies and she likes them. I think she gets a little bored and then she gets back into it. She likes the booby traps. Um, but um, yeah, we'll probably watch that maybe. But um, what's something yeah. you love about yourself, Tess? Um, uh, so we talk about things that we love about ourselves. It's sometimes hard to come up with things that you love about yourself, mm-hmm. but it's important. You should love yourself. Um, and the thing that I've chosen this week is I have, um, I've been told a very good active listening face. Like when I'm this. when I'm listening to somebody, I am nodding. I'm usually responding like so like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, and I um uh, I really like uh I I I do genuinely listen to people. And then even if I'm not really interested in what they have to say, I'm still giving them support through 
my positive facial features. And I think it's actually like a really good thing. I feel like it encourages people to talk to me about things um, that maybe they want to talk to other people about. Um, and so that's uh, that's what I I like about myself. <laughs> um, uh, good one. I was gonna. Well, I was gonna give you a hard time. I was like, this is not called what I like about myself, Tess. Oh, I'm sorry. Something. Yeah. Wait. That's what I have written here. Something I like I, about myself. I thought it was supposed to be love. Something. Yeah, well, I guess something. You know what? I'll just let's let's do it. Something I love about myself is I've got, I, I, I like to listen to people and I'm good at showing it. <laughs> okay. Well, this is exciting. So when I tell my love, I'm going to be watching you to see <laughs> your active listening face. Um, uh, mine's a real simple one. I love um, how creative I am. Uh, it's a weird thing to say kind of, because I don't have a job that necessarily right now demands a lot of creativity maybe the most was like when i was doing story time and stuff but um when i'm doing things that aren't necessarily work related um i can easily um kind of picture things and craft things in a way that i don't think comes as naturally to others like full-on conversations with a porcupine boy with red shoes you have a really good imagination it's too good is what it is because (laughs) so i've got Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I feel like waking up right now. This is, I'm going to stay over here. Um, Anyway, that's the thing. Listener, please say something. Now this one, say secretly to yourself. Say it to your own ear as if you are your own lover. Something that you love about yourself. Hey Tess, did you hear that? I didn't hear it. I didn't hear anything either. Good good job. Good job. (laughs) I didn't hear anything either. Listeners, guess what, baby? We are big. Baby, back, same team, y'all. Oh, wow, where'd that energy come from? I should have started the podcast with this. The, uh, <laughs> you have been listening to, oh my God, you you know what? It's probably that music from Caesar Flickerman. Yeah, maybe uh, we should play that at the beginning. I should, <laughs> <laughs> I should play that at the beginning. It's good. Um, so You've been listening to the same team, y'all podcast. Remember, roll in the same team. Special thanks to um Guy Dudeman, who writes our intro music. I'm Leo Wright, who does our uh, great <laughs> music, and also the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble, who does our lovely, <laughs> lovely corner. Uh, we're workshopping it kind of music. If you'd like to send us an email, that is same team, y'all, at gmail.com. If we see an email from you, I guarantee it will put a smile on our face, because right now, just spam robots know that we exist, and that's a real freaking bummer. Um, If you want to send us a tweet or follow is that a thing on twitter yeah i think so uh it's at same team y'all and anything that you're listening to us on whether it's a apple podcast or a stitcher or uh (laughs) uh, an old uh like radio or something go ahead and like and review us uh because that will also make us smile just picture us just like just smiling at you guys you know it's it's uh you know just feeling good um also if you go into a library um don't yell at any of the librarians because, you know, like, boy, oh, my we're God, just, don't. We're just one step away from the edge and we do not need that. So <laughs> we are one step away from the edge. Now, listeners, please remember always and never forget. We love you, but not in a creepy way. <laughs>